The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guys, welcome to the Lightweights Podcast. Today we have Brandon Rogers, 7 million subscribers on YouTube, 1.3 billion views, creating videos online since 2006. And he's on the brand new animated series on YouTube, Hell of a Boss. He is the voice actor of the lead character. Look at that smirk. Uh, pilot episode got 52 million views. Oh, well. 52 million views hey, you know and that's a, that hey that's a day in the life huh and the episode that came out last week last week is at 8 million views with 40,000 comments deal with it cock i can't yeah, i can't you're going to have to and that's just the gist of it that's hell of a boss is a hell of a show it, that's insane i have so many questions because hell of a boss is an animated show on youtube specifically specifically youtube so what the the creator what's her name Vivian Madrano. And she created this animated show and yep. she just had so much success with it on YouTube that it's strictly on YouTube. She gets all these actors together to go in and you talk into the mic and then she creates the animations around it. She's she's very good at, um, yeah, she's very good at casting characters that uh, resemble their actors and vice versa. Actors that, that are great for those characters. I mean, the characters are very, uh, she, she casts very well. Um that being said, I am a very big fan of the show, even a, a, apart from, from being in it. I think it's a wonderful show. And it's a weird, it's like a very, it, it's a queer-coded weird show. It's not like, you know, the, there's a lot of shows out there that depict queer characters in ways that, you know, straight people like to have them. But these are like actually weird queer characters, you know. And and, and we, we have characters that are trans that we don't address and whatnot. And, it, and it's never a focal point of the show. And it normalizes things that a lot of animated shows don't normalize um and it, it a lot of animated shows are made for like from producers for fans whereas this is like from fans to fans like yes. it, it, the whole crew working on this are just a bunch of animation nerds myself included and to be wrapped up in your own lore that you created your own show that you you know were it's it's so cool and I can say all this because they're not my characters, so I can gloat. If it was my own characters, I would be much more humble and modest a little bit. I know. I, I haven't seen you really talk about a project that you're a part of that you really, really smile within because like, that's more of your baby and you are trying to be humble and that's what's so cool about you. But the fact that you're on Hell of a Boss and you're like, yeah, 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 I'm part of this. This is sick. Yeah, well, part of the dream of like when I moved to LA, part of the dream was to be a part of something, uh, to be a part of like, I've... I'm more excited to be a part of something bigger almost than doing my own thing. You know what I mean? Like to be a cast member in a show, that's really cool because then you're, it is bigger than yourself. You're, you're part of this group effort, this like group project that is, you know, a lot better because we have so many minds attached to it. And you're a real voice actor, correct? 
I am now. Yeah. I wasn't when I started working on the show. This, uh, yeah. Imagine like Blitz is my first role uh, for, for for voicing, and that was very scary to step into because I'm working alongside voices that I grew up watching. Uh, Richard Horvitz, one of uh, who he was Billy from Billy and Mandy, Zim from Invader Zim, Wow, uh, uh, Alpha from Power Rangers. He was all these like iconic characters, these voices, and I didn't even realize it was the same person. This, you know, and then I meet this guy, and I'm like, holy shit, you've been all these people that I grew up with, and I'm standing in front of you. And he's also the vocal director, so he's like teach. He he kind of coaches us in a way. It's like taking a class because he's coaching us on how to do better takes and where to come from, and he gets us in the thought process of like you know she's feeling like this you know think about what the, you know he gets you there emotionally and so it's so cool it's a different kind of acting and it's so much it, it's so much more fun than a lot of other types of work that I've done um not including your videos of course that's the pinnacle of my career that's the your peak we did that was my peak you know hell of a boss is a closer uh, <laughs> but uh it is a different crowd the animation crowd is way different than the YouTube crowd cult like yeah. fan base yeah just these are people who are much more loyal to the lore pay more attention to the finer details they treat the merch with a bit more seriousness it's not just something to wear it's like something to write in to wear with to wear on your hat to clip on you know just everything about the culture is so much more uh the devotion is so much higher and as an artist it's really it's gratifying in a way because you feel like none of the details are going to be wasted. You don't feel like, uh, are they going to pay attention to the? They notice everything. This crowd notices every little tiny thing, and they create videos analyzing. The, and it's so much fun to watch these because you feel just like every ounce of effort you put into the writing, which I'm one of the three writers on, on the show. Um, and to see people pick it apart and come up with theories about future episodes, it's such a compliment as a writer. And I'm not saying I don't get that on my channel, but I'm seeing a lot more of it with this crowd i'm seeing a lot more people breaking down the episodes and taking the story more seriously and analyzing things harder um so yeah i, I think it, it, it encourages me to see people get analytical over my work what's the writing group and process look like for an animated show like hell of a boss for youtube i think the the, the core of hell of a boss really is that we all have um vivian adam and myself all have very similar senses of humor and um adam neiman Nayland, yeah, Adam Nayland. Oh, he's part of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's he's great. One of the, yeah, and and we we all you know when we hang out, we're we're, we're very much laughing at a lot of a lot of the same stuff. We we, we it tickles us similarly. Um, and of course we we disagree with like little tiny things, but overall we're very much in the same uh in the same vein of yes, this is the best option. Like usually if if I have an idea and Adam or Vivian come up with a better idea, there's no real debate as to like, we should go. It's really like, oh yeah, that one's clearly the better option. So I think we make a great team because we all kind of agree on what is best for the show at always. We're always willing to back down if a better idea comes forward. Yeah. I think as a kid, you just picture an animated show and there's just tons of people and big wigs and there's the creative process is just so different because you have to go through a network. Yeah. But with, with YouTube, she has the animators that she hires out that are part of the are they fully staffed um yeah, yeah i actually don't know how any of that works i do the vo i write for the show and then i voice it but even the gap between that is so long how long you know i mean i'll forget what we wrote i'll, I'll, I'll come back months later and i'll be like i'll be in the studio and i'll see the script some of them are, you know some of the episodes i was the head writer on and i don't remember some of the plot twists wow. and i'm like oh that's right that well because think about it like if you make something but you only write it you don't even make it you just write it and then you throw it in a drawer and forget about it for months and then you come back you will kind of forget key elements of it 
So it is kind of fun going into the studio and then I see, you know, it's all, it's new to me again. But then it goes to animation because the voice is number one. That comes first and then they usually, they, sometimes they'll have a voice after the animators throw in a really cool thing. And then they'll be like, can you actually do what this animator did? And they're like, okay. And they'll come back in and we have to like, sometimes they'll animate like an effort that we have to, we have to do like, uh, or a jump or, you know. So then we'll come in the, because the animators gave us an action that we have to voice for. But most of the time you go in, you voice record and then again months you just it could be years actually i mean there, there's epi- the episode that just came out now was like fucking over a year old or, or almost a year and a half that we recorded it um, what, what's the process because it takes so long to get the animations done yeah I, I mean i still don't know a lot about animation but i know a lot more now having worked on the show than i ever did before because i go enough to enough of these events and you have all these animators there with viv and they're all like talking animation talk and you kind of pick up some of it and you're kind of like oh interesting that's a, like um, like compositing, that's its own department. Just, just or its own job is just the layers of like smoke, like whatever comes in the foreground of the lens. So if there's rain or lighting and the way the light hits things, like that's just its own thing. To, that's its own job right there. And and every little thing, the, the designing of the weapons, the props, the costumes, because you hand that off to other people who have to take those items and animate them. So you have to create like this is what this gun looks like from this side, this side, this side. So it's a very long process and with a lot of different people having to share information and and make sure that, you know, you don't want the characters to look different. And like if you could tell one animator did this scene and another animator did this scene, the characters can't give that away by like how tall they have to be like the same height in every scene. Right. They have to measure up to each other in the same. All these things you wouldn't necessarily think about. And I'm and now that, you know, and hearing about the ways that an animation can have mistakes that you didn't think it could. You're like, oh, you're right. The characters could be different sizes from shot to shot. You don't think about that as a film director. Your actors always stay constant. And so, um, yeah, it's it, it's cool seeing the different challenges. And there's also a lot of freedom with animation. You could write explosions and you could write these, you know, although one thing is similar with film and animation, extras are a pain in the ass. You, we always try to avoid scenes with lots of people like crowds. Because it's just as much of a pain to cast the background actors for that as it is to draw individually every person. And I, I didn't. It's funny because I, I, that is where it sounds like a film is like, oh yeah, we can't have background, we can't have a lot of large crowd. And I'm like, oh. But beyond that, they are very different methods of telling a story. Like Viv's restrictions are so much different than my restrictions. Is it yeah. the number one animated show on YouTube? As far as I know, it is the number one independently animated show. On, and I could be getting crucified for this if I'm the wrong. All, all of the internet. But I think it's all of the internet. I think right now it is the biggest animated... I mean, let me put it this way. We go to conventions that are like gaming conventions, animation conventions, and I'm really only seeing one kind of cosplay the most. And it's mostly hell of a boss. And it could be because the characters stand out so much and I'm trained to like see, spot them in a fucking crowd. I'm like, oh, there's red, <laughs> red, ho- ho- black and white horns, you know. Um, so maybe I'm just being biased because I only spot them myself. But honestly, they are kind of one of the most like when we go to these, I see a lot of these people dressing up as as these imps, and, and they're not demons, by the way. They are imps, which are hellborn. Which I I did not know this distinction before I worked on the show. I'm learning all kinds of. Viv takes biblical mythology very seriously, and so I I didn't. She's very like, and I, and I know this because I watch these these reaction videos or these these breakdowns of like. Like, oh, yes, this is the god that she, that this character is supposed to be, or the demon that this character is supposed to be. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I should have paid attention in church more. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. But did I answer your question? I've been going all, it's this goddamn ghost. 
Oh, I love that. They're not sponsored, by the way, but I, I hung out with, do you know Matt Pat? No. He is a YouTuber, and he does all kinds of scientific things. You, you, if you see his face, you'll, you're like, oh, him. He's one of the – and uh, I was hanging out with him, and, and he saw me drinking a ghost, and he said, oh, I just did a video where we scientifically proved that ghost is, like, the one that has the least crash. And I was literally thinking the morning before I saw him, I was like, I like these because then I don't crash as much afterward. I swear to God they're not sponsored. They haven't paid me a fucking dime, but they wake me up every day, and I think I owe them at least that. Let's do some more product stuff. No, I, don't. Okay. No, I got you a, a Zila bag of protein banana Nothing's flavored. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I'm still your fucking monkey. And that's <laughs> not because of I'm brown. I'm not sponsored. Uh, uh, these are gifts for you for coming on the podcast today. This is. Oh, can I have this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you do take protein. You take care of your body. Yeah, yeah, that leads I into do. something hey, else. Also, you're, you're hot now. Yeah, thanks. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Try looking at one of your many shirtless photos you've been posting, Joe. <laughs> Everyone else has. Right. Shout out my OnlyFans. Yes, your OnlyFans. What is this? This is called Happy Being, and it's full of uh, antioxidants. It's almost like a. the back of the slogan says you're holding a million blueberries in a bottle, but I have a code, the Joe. You get 20% off if you want to try it. It's only 25 calories. And again, these aren't sponsored. These are just things that I really I do love. I don't give a shit about Give me that. That does look pretty good. What's hell, what, cucumber mint white tea? Fucking. It, it, the name is awful, but it tastes incredible. This is the best flavor. I, I, I feel promise. Like, I feel like uh, when I come to your place, it's like visiting my parents because you're like, Brandon, oh, and you got to try have it. This and take this and take this. Just be sure to post with it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I always get. I always leave here with weird food. Yeah. You're like stuff I could not find in a store. <laughs> Is any of it ever good? You gave me an, uh, that that protein shake that was like a birthday cake flavor thing, and now I see it in stores everywhere. I forget what it was called, but it was was a it pro- a Quest bar? No, it was a shake. It was a protein shake. Oh yeah, okay. That I'm... was pretty. It was or it's like a milk of some kind. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That oh, was, any new ones? I think. That was good. Those I are like good. That. Can you, we dive back into? The... I will say you gave me an energy drink one time and it tasted like trash. Really? I think I even told you. I was like, "What did you? What is this? I can't yeah, finish it." I vaguely remember this. So I just wanted them to know they're not all winners. <laughs> this, these are all. A, a lot of them are great, but some of them I'm like. That's why when I share, I share the good ones with you and apparently some bad ones. I, I mean, I eat everything you give me, honestly. I do eat everything. Like, you don't I, even question it. You just put it in your mouth. Every time, <laughs> over and over. Even if I don't like it, I will finish it. You've been going to these cons a lot and Hell of a Boss is a big hit there. What are these cons like for you who is part of one of the biggest shows and one of the biggest attractions at these cons? It's uh, very overwhelming, and you go into real deep existential places. You're like, is this just what it's like? Am I just starting at the top of this experience? Is it, it has to get bigger and better than this. This cannot be. But it does feel like when you're when you're like our show is one of them. And I don't I didn't walk around a lot of the con or any really any of the cons that we've gone to, but it seems like our show is one of the biggest in attendance. And and, and I, I'm I'm partly afraid that I'm getting all of this dopamine rush out of the way now with this show and like everything else in my career has to live up to this. <laughs> and I'm scared of that because I it's like it's it's like the kid who was in Power Rangers, the one he was a little kid, and it's like that was so he was in the movie, and it, but like I haven't seen him, and and uh, I don't actually I don't know where he I I I, I probably shouldn't say maybe he's a very famous now, but. I don't want to be like that version of what I think he is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I want to be able to look forward to other roles and, and have other things. And so there is kind of this. 
In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game, but guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, and with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply dreadful vibe of like is this just as you know because because hell of a boss really is uniquely well received Uh, i mean there's a lot of people who uh, like a lot of people will have lore in their head of what the show is supposed to like because the show releases an episode once every few months that's a lot of time for people to think of what they want to have you know like a headcanon of like what they hope you know characters will and then the season releases or the episodes episodes oh episodes are months apart yeah months like like Two, three months, sometimes one month apart. But one just dropped last week. One just dropped last week, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the last few have dropped kind of back-to-back. They've been pretty recent. But, um, you know, people come up ha- have a lot of time to ferment ideas and hopes for the show. And then when an episode comes out that kind of negates this headcanon, they're like, oh, I don't like that. And like, uh, The thing is, we've, we've known how the show is going to end 
since really since we started it. Oh, you already came up with an ending. Yeah, it's four seasons, and she already announced it. So this isn't like some you know I'm not like and releasing information she doesn't want me to give. But wow, releasing the, brand new information unreleased no, to the public no. right here, right now on the no. Lightweights podcast. No. Nope. Look at look at how I have the just a good amount of hair on my legs. They're not too much. That's why and I wore pants for that angle. I think you have hairy legs. I do. You Joe is very. I mean, do you see the density of his beard? Very thick, it's girthy. Every other exposed part of skin on Joe's body has to be shaved because it is that consistency. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've seen him go a few days. It's not pretty. I love that we have this TV here. I've been watching this for a lot of the time, and it's us. It's us. It's just us. It is nice to see on a big screen. Yeah. Uh, it's like we're actually on TV. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, um, what we're, I feel like I've been like uh, just like rambling on about r- shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so you know, this is the most relaxed I have ever been on anything. I know. I've watched you in a lot of podcasts as doing research prep and you don't do very many podcasts in general, right? No, because we keep it really light between us. Like I'm always kind of scared that like people are going to like be serious and like, like I don't, uh, I love here. I just, it, it and also you, you are like my neighbor. So it literally feels so low commitment to just, oh, do you want to come by and just, you let me just wear whatever I want and bring whatever I want. It just f- literally feels like I'm hanging out in a friend's treehouse. <laughs> it does feel like a treehouse. Yeah. Maybe I should make that the theme here. Yeah, we should yeah. get a little ladder to climb up. That'd be I sick. know, I know. That would be that would be fun. That you've, would be fun. You've had an incredible career, aside what? from Hell of a Boss, as the Brandon Rogers brand, not the singer, Brandon Rogers, the YouTuber. Oh, you've done so many series on YouTube, Facebook. Other platforms outside streaming services, you have your one you're working on now, which is Bryce, the Bryce series. Bryce series. You've done Blame the Hero, which I shot. Well, we've yes, I was gonna say you've done a lot of, you've been a lot large part of these shows. I, I was part of that one. You have Normal British series Stuff and Sam, which was 20 episodes. Theater class Magic Funhouse, which was on what was that? Not uh, Magic Funhouse was on full screen, and it was their most watched uh, show on there. That's fucking nuts that you you literally create these incredible long stories. Long stories. You did twenty episodes of a show, it, uh, but you know what? I, I've I've always loved telling stories. Like ever since I was a kid, I've always like I would make comics in high school of like my friends. I would draw these comics, and and we would ha- there would be lore within those wild, crazy things. Like like we would go on a talk show, and one of us wouldn't survive, and something crazy like that. But they but then uh, we we people would would pass these around at lunch and like read it and laugh and it was such a cool feeling and then i would write story you know i i I would just type up short stories and like enter those into like different school you know um competitions and i just then eventually youtube came out i was in uh high school when that started and um i was like oh here's this other platform to to tell stories with and at that time i was falling in love heavily with with uh just filming uh, movies at home you know I was learning how to use a camera I was learning how to edit and and, and in the early 2000s that wasn't easy it's not like that was a th- like now it's very normalized camera equipment filming editing is very normalized back then we had iMovie 06 were you on Final Cut Pro when you had to render each time you yes. edit and you had to put you put effect I try, on I, I, I used it for like two seconds and stopped I never used it again that was hell because you I literally had to render it out and it took it like twice as long as what you were rendering and I try, it was a green screen thing 
and green screen. Can we just say green screen is way is not what it is now. It was not what <laughs> it is now. Now it's an app. Now it's not you just like blink and it's green screened. Yeah. Actually, now you don't even need a green screen anymore. It just knows what the background fucking is. No, there was a time where you had to like if you if you evenly lit the background, you would still have to patch out the different sections because not everything is a consistent green. Everyone, but like back then, it really was like a you had to like quadrant out the different sections of green to to cancel. Out. I remember like you couldn't just blanket wash the whole thing. Yeah. Unless you had like a professional studio that really evenly lit the background, and like just I remember what a nightmare it was to and even then even if you got rid of all the green the choking and the and the blending and the glow around the, their the outside there just, was just everything awful. it was awful it yeah. was so bad it was not if green screening was just out of the question if you wanted to be taken seriously with a film project in that in, in that era and yeah and so I, I anyway that was a long roundabout way of saying that uh You've been around since the dinosaurs. I've been around since the dinosaurs. <laughs> I have to wait. Are you? You're younger than me, huh? Yeah, by like a lot. No, like, but really not even. Like half I a year. Think, I think maybe even you're older. <laughs> yeah, I could be older. <laughs> wait, how old, how old are you? Thirty-three. Oh fuck. What are you? Thirty-seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thirty-four. You're thirty-four. I'm fucking nineteen, pervert. <laughs> uh, you were born uh, in nineteen eighty-nine. No, I was born in eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Okay. Which is a lucky number, Chinese-wise. Which you are. No, I'm Filipino. 100% Chinese. No, no, I'm not. I, I am Filipino. Yes. <laughs> Do you know the Filipino? Do you know the Filipino? Yeah, that was my grandma's voice. Did you know that? I did know that. Oh, wait, didn't? No, you didn't shoot one of those. No, I didn't shoot that. That was before me. When when you're shooting these series with 20 episodes, do you already have the ending? At usually pre-planned. Well, do you remember uh, in Blame the Hero, which was seven episodes? Some seven of them episodes. were twenty-five minute long episodes. But I don't know if you remember this. What? The very first shot we shot was, was the, the last ending. shot. Yes, of the show. Yeah, that where you see his tattoo on the hand. That was the very first thing we shot. So that, like, I mean, that's what to that point. Every show, I always have the ending in mind at the, uh, at the how how I want it to end at least, like loosely, and then you just fill in the gaps to make a full story as dimensional as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like with every series I do, it's about a different character, and the character presents the type of format that the that that is that it is shot in, right? So, like, blah blah the clown was a crime documentary. Oh yeah, that was another you know? series you did. Right, right, right. And then like stuff and Sam had more of this like kind of weird Eric Andre like reality show kind of vibe to it and then uh, you know and then this one is like very is like my love letter to 80s glam and like feminine power and um and so it has a very ethereal pretty quality to it and and um and the sets are more like very of you know the 80s had a very like alien-like aesthetic to them there was a lot of like glass pyramids and metal chrome and very future oriented and and I, I, I tried getting as much of that to bleed through in this project as possible. And so, yeah, with every with every show that I do, I think about who is this character and what universe do they conjure up around them. So with Bryce, this is the universe that we do, she would lives in, right? And and I shot it in a way that kind of matched who she is. But you know, I might do another character where I'm like, oh, this is the the type of story I'm trying, the type of f- series I'm trying to make. Like for blah blah, it was a crime doc. You know, maybe the next one I might want to do. Which you were inspired uh, by the Dahmer series, no? The da. Actually, no. I was inspired by uh, "Don't Fuck with Cats." Is that what it is? The, the one with the guy who killed the cats. Okay, that's what. Yeah, you like and, those angles. Uh, you like all of like the ambiance. Well, it, you know, I realized halfway through that this is giving me such a palpable vibe. That was also like the first real Netflix crime doc I ever watched. Yeah, I remember. So like, you liked. I it. talked about it a lot. Yeah, and it moved me so much. 
that I thought like, well, what's really moving me here? It's the beats and how they edit them and how they hold you on a cliffhanger and how they reveal the the twists and the information. It's all real events, which made me realize that this is easy to replicate because we're only going off of um, surveillance footage and interviews, and those are fucking easy. And I thought, well, there's here's a there, there's a there's a and if I could just create the sense of dread and the atmosphere and blo- that that the the crime doc, the blood and makeup. Uh, that has a very I, I I made sure that that has a very dense like dark feel to it because then the things that are absurd that take place just shine I think that much brighter you know you have a very subtle thing like like um, the detective uh, every one of her lines was very you know she was very serious all the time but she would like check the watch with a glass of coffee in her hand or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> everything the, the subtleties were all very downplayed and I and, and but whereas like normal British series it's it's you know bombastic and it's loud loud colors and they're very all about dashing into the car like very Bonnie and Clyde and every scene with the cameras moving in a certain way and the all of the colors are just popping and bright and the characters are just loud and and even the acting I even had it be a little over the top with that series it was just very kind of lunacy and then uh and then we yeah and then we get to Bryce and and everything is just a bit more uh, the priority is glam with Bryce you know and then comedy and then setting and story and all that but it was always like what story tells the most and evil I want I, I loved Cruella I love Malevas and all these but I hate how they make them like sympathetic I, I want to see a villain's backstory I don't want to see how I can relate to some I, I don't want I don't want their them to be a justifiable spoiler alert and if you haven't seen Cruella just uh, she winds up with the fucking Dalmatians as her pets at the end of the movie I'm like fucking skin those things I love dogs but that's not the character that I loved <laughs> and uh and so um I didn't want to do a show that made Bryce sympathetic. In fact, I wanted it to be almost be a tragedy. You're seeing someone who had all the best intentions just downward spiral into and we all know who she becomes and and in the very first scene of the pilot I wanted to make sure people knew like this is who she's going to become. Like she decapitates someone, she's very evil right up front. So we know that any effort she has in the past of trying to be a better person, we know that we're watching a wasted effort. And so yeah, I, I, which I like, but maybe I don't want to do something quite as dark for my next series. You know, it's I, I love being every year I do a new one and I get a change up because whatever series I'm doing, that's the attitude I have to be in for a few months. That's the tone I have to sit with. So I have to, I always try and think, well, what do I want this year? You know, who was the most enlightening tone? Was it Stuff and Sam? Stuff and Sam had the most upbeat. Because I think that's although, when you were like the although, most jolly, like, you know, goober that you are. <laughs> yeah. And, and we just filmed every episode in Paulette's house. And that was just and she lives at the t- that was her old house. But uh, it was in it was in this very like it was like in the country. So every time we shot stuff in Sam and it was for, we shot that for like five and a half months. Every time we shot that, we would drive out to the country and go to her house. We'd all just get high in the living room and then film. Sometimes we wouldn't even have the script written by the time we got there. We would just get high and think, oh, yeah, this would be funny if this, this, and this happened. And then we just did it. Luckily, she lived near a Target, and Target sells like 80% of the props I ever need. And so anytime we needed something last minute, oh, Target was just down the hill. Speaking of props, speaking of filming with your friends at the houses, that is a 20-episode series. 20. Which the production looks incredible. The funding for the show, you are completely self-produced. For that one, you also had a budget from Facebook, though? Yeah, Facebook uh, paid for that one, although I'm pretty sure we went over that budget. Because and that of, comes out of your pocket. Yeah, that comes out of my pocket. 
the thing is, like when you see that series, like two thirds of the way through, it becomes you could tell that we were getting obsessed, self obsessed with our own show. the The writing got longer. The it was darker, and the tone, the story got a lot more. The stakes got higher. Things were more on the line, and it wasn't quite this bubbly thing by the end of it. By the end of it, it was, and also in in real life too, we were you know, five and a half months. You get kind of nutty by the end of that. You're like, okay, I want to move on to something else. Which I don't know how real film directors do it. They work for years on a project. Like, don't you? I, I'm. We're so lucky that we get to move on to new things all the time. That is the first thing when I show everybody your videos is they're blown away at the production value. They're blown away at the costumes, the props, the locations. Everything looks like it costs so much. Yeah. But you are completely self-produced, which I think is the coolest thing. And you work within your boundaries and you're the kind of filmmaker that's like, let's get it done. Well, and that and like, it's not about finding resources. People think, well, I need to find that. I need, it's about working with resources you already have everyone has resources you know if you're in prison you already have a cool location that you're at that i don't have access to it's like you know so all the prisoners listening if they want to make videos they can i think it's fun (laughs) i think everyone should should uh at least dabble with making videos no matter who they are i think it's a really it's just it's i i think it builds confidence i think it builds like patience and structure you have to arranging a shoot is a hard thing to do i think that making videos t- brings out the best in in all of us but um what was the qu- i'm sorry I'm, I'm now just actually you're completely rambling. self-funded completely self-funded yeah th- uh, that's not to say that that i mean so, so, I live a very minimal life because pretty much all of my money that I'm not saving goes into like in front of the camera. Um, just about everything. I mean, I really don't have a a lot of a life outside of my YouTube channel, uh, which I love. I mean, it's like I, I, I it's my dream job to create my own like fantasy world to live in every week. Speaking and- of fantasy world, if anyone is unfamiliar with Brandon's videos or they're just oh. here for hell of a boss or for me or for any other reason, you just stumbled across this video. All of Brandon's characters are completely living in the same universe. It is the yeah. same exact thing as Marvel. Yeah. They all have backstories that intertwine. They all live in some kind of dimension. They all are maybe someone's younger or older. And you have well, very few plot holes in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's very much a natural mold growth, isn't it? Like you you start with one character, and then you, like I started with, uh, I think it was Grandpa was he was one of my first for sure, and then I kind of moved on to okay, now I'm doing this mom character. Back to I, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the third most popular video on your channel, which has 31 million views. Mm-hmm. Grandpa hates Disneyland. Oh my God, what a fun video! I was thinking about that video this morning. Anybody can go film in Disneyland, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't. A lot of those scenes where I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I mean, I did say a lot of that stuff in the park, but a lot of the stuff where I'm saying stuff in front of kids or things I should. I I did ADR that, which is for those because you, don't, you can't film in Disneyland because you can't. Well, how did you get in? Yeah, but you can film at Disneyland because it's like it is a tourist place and everyone has their cameras out. So it's kind of in a way. What we did was we talked. One to, day you were there. One day. You got that entire video done in one day. Yeah, and and uh, and you were in costume, I dressed got, as a grandpa. The I whole got day. ready in the park because I didn't want to go in uh, in costume to like make them feel weird about it. But um, you I went in the bathroom and changed. Yeah, and I brought my hair color, my everything, my sweater, everything, and I just changed right there in the park. And this character is an old man. And did you stay in character the whole time? Uh kind. Of, I mean, back then I wasn't as as. Uh, People didn't recognize me as much as they do now. I, I've thought about it. I'm like, I, if I were to ever do a char- video like that, I would have to do a character I've never done before. Because I feel like if I were to play Grandpa there again, 
Someone would. Uh, yeah, like I don't think we'd make it very far into the park before we would get asked to leave because they would know what we were up to. Yeah. But um, he was. Uh, and luckily, we, we shot that in the dead of winter. I couldn't imagine shooting something like that now. I so mean, it was pretty empty. Well, it was empty, but also uh, I'm in a sweater, and like, and in Disneyland is just every most of my memories there. I'm like hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. most of my memories, I'm like, Ugh. like I shouldn't be that relieved to get inside of air conditioning when I walk in Pirates of the Caribbean. But we all know we come a little bit when we walk in through those doors, <laughs> and we feel that cold hit us, and we're like, oh, thank God. And then the water smell hits the you. Water mm. smell, yeah. Which um, anyway, I. Uh, why are we talking about? Oh yeah, grandpa. Yeah, I, I. So 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 yeah, I did. I did. I was doing the grandpa character, and then I thought, well, what's the next evolution? I want to do some someone who looks very different, acts very different, is a different age, gender. So like, when you have one character, then it's kind of like like cells, like like um, you know um, what is it? Uh, 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 like die. the son, their cousin. It spins off. It's like, it's, what, what is it when a cell doubles apart? Um, Amoeba. Cellular mitosis. Yes. Yes. I you didn't know that. that. No, God did. damn Not, you. No. But it is like that because it was grandpa was a cell and then cellular mitosis into this two, mom and grandpa. Because mom is like, she's a different color. Like her fashion is an entirely different color. Her hair. I was like, well, what would be the opposite of grandpa? It would be mom. And Kathy, you know, the, the woman pink. And then and then I wanted to come out with a third character because then the channel started to blow up. So I was like, oh, what would be Helen? And then, and then, this. so anyways, you come out with all these characters and then you read the comments and you see that like some characters are, are, are like the audience favorites and some characters. So you kind of know which ones you want to bring back. It's like SNL or Mad TV, same thing. Like you, they understand. You know, as the seasons went on, they they knew who were their winner characters, who the who the ones were to, to bring back. So it's the same thing with this. And then you you just started realizing like I'm just developing all these properties. I'm developing all these different um, branches of a tree almost, but there's nothing connecting them. So I'm like, well, what, what what's a place that all these people would inhabit? Uh, people who have nothing to do with each other who would never hang out with each other oh a park like that's where people would go to which so, brings us to your most popular video on your channel a day at the park so yeah like I said it's 56 million views 56, I know. that's it's crazy that's insane. just on YouTube you also might recognize Brandon from like all of the memes all of his quotes oh, move I'm gay that's the only one try, I know. Uh, try, uh, try me, bitch. Try me, bitch. Um, put that candy back. I'm not buying. Yeah, try me. Uh, uh, there's only one thing worse than a rapist: a child. <laughs> that's your child. video. That's that you. Thing. That's me. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, but it took me a while oh, to realize. Yeah, yeah. I'm really proud a of child. that. Child. And actually, you know, I have to tell you. Uh, the other day, so like every everyone, someone at my dispensary, my weed dispensary, they've clocked who I was, and now everyone that works there, um, I think most of them have seen at least something from YouTube of me because they, they kind <laughs> it's of it's everywhere. It's TikTok, it was Vine, it's Facebook. Well, I went I went in to pick up my because uh, I order ahead and I go in and I pick up. They have it in a little lunch baggie for me to pick up, and uh, they usually with like Sharpie write my name on the order. But the other day, uh, they wrote. Uh, there's only one thing worse than a rapist. <laughs> you had to go pick it up. Yeah, but it, but it didn't say anything else. So I'm like, if they gave this to the wrong customer. <laughs> oh my god! You ordered it I for was delivery. Laughing. I was laughing so hard. There's only one thing worse than rape. And I'm just seeing this, and I'm I, I actually saved the bag because I want to frame it. I, it just it's so funny out of context because oh no 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 because they write my name as in it's the order the person to pick it up but then like elsewhere they say there's only one thing worse than a rape and it looks like it says me like my name <laughs> Brandon <laughs> they were they were uh, yeah they're, they're yeah and now now they write something different on on it every time I come in um, but uh, some of them out of context are just so funny. 
yeah anyway i don't even know what your question was i don't, I don't know if i got to it but um, you just created the universe which i think is so 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 crazy that everything's tied it's, together it's uh and you're a big you're like uh, blame a the hero was, was well a super fan yeah. blame the hero is a big part of that like we we have filmed some really interesting i mean to this day I'll, i will go every now and then into like a war story with uh liam who films my videos and i I'll, I'll tell him like oh one time we went through this kind of a trench and we went to like do you remember when we shot um the Chucky video. Yeah. When we went to the premiere of Chucky and I and I <laughs> Yeah, and, and there was sound everywhere. There was sound everywhere. A lot of that was ADR, but then I had to interview the kid uh-huh. from the movie and I was in character and I don't think anyone told that kid what was happening. And so like he was like and like this grown ass man and this like coming up like this and with the mic like <laughs> and then and then he's, oh, no, they use the little uh, a little person, little baby for that Chucky. <laughs> no, that's a that's a animatronic and then i was like i was like trying to convince him i was like i forget what i whispered in his ear but i was like i need you to just agree with me (laughs) (laughs) do you get kicked out of any places when you're filming your youtube videos not not anymore i did but i think you there's like a i don't know i feel like i've developed a i feel like i've developed some form of social skills with like just how to talk to guards and not piss them off and there's ways to go around like you don't walk in with the camera you have it in a bag and then you pull it out and then you put it away that's what i'm always saying like if we have a crew with us i always tell them before we go into a public place like be small look small yes like like camouflage you know don't 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 advertise that we're here um but for the most part like if we're asked to leave i'm always extremely passive i'm always like yes yes of course um most of the time they're not wanting to ask you to leave and they're not wanting to they're not like taking pleasure in it every now and then you will find someone who you can tell in their eyes and voice they're taking pleasure or they're like really loving kicking telling you out kicking you out and that's where it becomes kind of personal i'm like you don't have to be a dick like i'm not saying no like i'm walking out sometimes we'll we'll say yes and we'll leave and they'll follow us out and they'll just be like saying things to us as we're walking out like like you shouldn't be doing this here like oh, th- oh you, what are you thinking there's families here this is, i'm just like we're leaving yeah. like, can you like they'll follow us all the way to our car sometimes which you is- did you did a really big scene in one of your series where you were in target and um weren't you like in full like weren't you dressed up as like a star wars character or something Oh, you're thinking of the? Are you thinking of the robot character? He kind of looks like a stormtrooper. Yeah, and you're like in the aisles at Target. That was one of the most extreme cases. That and there was a scene where I had it was my first video as Sam. Uh, he has a hoverboard like go haywire in a store, and I go head. I'm like trying to like stop it with my hands, and like I think I go head first into some kind of a display case. Um, those were those two videos were probably my my worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just did a, a live tour. Stand up comedy. It was Bryce. It was like a book tour that Bryce uh, that uh, Bryce teaches. Yeah, it was it was fun. We went to we went all over the country. Twenty two cities. Were there any states that were not fun? No, I, I found that the. I mean, even if we were in conservative areas, my audience is always the same. They're the same. It's not like you know that they the crowd really changes from city to city. It's not like. You know, uh, even in the more conservative cities, you're still getting like th- that queer, you know, centric crowd that's that loves the work still. So I never felt and my my tour manager was amazing. Ali, like, she 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 really like got me from point A to point B without feeling like I was like, especially because some cities were scary. Like, you, you know, you're 
in some places where if they knew what we were doing, it would be frowned upon. The, like in a you know, it's drag essentially. And um, it's so weird because I don't even look at it as that. I see it more as a character than anything. Well, the thing is, it's like what's it, I, I think what puts me in a in a unique situation is that when they say no drag, um, I don't think a lot of people know all the different forms of art that that encompasses. And so, like a lot of my events had to be eighteen and over because it's technically drag, um, and and it's only because I'm playing a female character. If I played like Sam, Sam, like you, I mean, you could classify every character I do as a form of drag, but Sam's a male character, and that's that that would have been fine. And so, I I don't think children should be seeing my stuff, but like. I also, you know, there were some like people who were 16, 17 who were turned away at the door that uh, were like, that they weren't notified. And so I just, that's why I had to do a post the next day, just kind of, you know, saying sorry, you know, and, and apologizing on behalf of what happened at the club. And um, everyone was really understanding about it. But yeah, it was, it, it was very, uh, it, that part was weird, knowing that like I was kind of indirectly, that I was doing something that was seen as like, like harmful to younger people or, or that I was, that I was doing, it almost felt like I'm doing something like I'm like, I'm who I'm doing something naughty. You know? Does that affect you in a way? No. I mean, when I'm Bryce, I'm Bryce and something about being in the heels and the, the, the wig and the, le- she's such a complete look. I mean, she's evolved since I played her in front of, in front of you for blame. The- I mean, you saw her briefly uh, recently, but um, she's really like when I'm, when I'm dressed as her, I, I almost feel like I've, like looking at myself in the mirror the whole time I'm doing the makeup, it's almost like I subconsciously sort of become her. And uh, especially during the show, 90% of the show is crowd work, is just me talking to the crowd or me interacting with them. And so the ability to immerse myself into her was something I just got really used to. And uh, there was one show where I, God, I'm blanking on the city that I was in, but it was the weirdest venue. The back of the stage was open. Mm. And meaning like people could just the bathrooms were were behind the stage. So people could just get up during the show, walk behind and go to the bathroom behind. And if you open the bathroom door, the audience can see straight into the bathroom, like through the stage. Does that make sense? Like, like, the stage, yeah, 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 basically the stage is like just like an open area with the back open in the bathroom. So and this is a real venue. Real venue. Interesting. And I'm thinking like, and this is a show that requires a backstage and we don't even have that. Like people are going behind me to go shit. And, uh, and so I told at the top of the show, I'm like, if anyone goes into the bathroom, I will go in there with, because I had a wireless mic that night. <laughs> and um, sure enough, there were people going, to the, the, they, were, they were going to the bathroom. And, there were, and I think there was a guy who was like trying to encourage, he was like, I gotta go pee. And like, <laughs> anyway, what I love about those shows is that they always kind of, every single one of those 22 shows conjured up this atmosphere where the audience was part of the show. That's Like sick. even just the guy who went to the bathroom, and only one of them went to the bathroom. And, and I followed him in there with the microphone and did gave a play-by-play to the audience. But um, even he was like, I'm going to go pee, Miss Tank. No one addressed me as Brandon. No one, like had, everyone was in the universe with me. They were, in, it was all yes and. It was a very, very fun crowd. It felt like we were all performing it together at, at certain parts. And um, yeah, it just, it, 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 if anything, I, I, I was encouraged from the tour because it showed me, this is the first time I've done a show where it was this much crowd work and it showed me that I could do a, just a character on the fly, improvise a character and I would be, I could fill an hour. You got to film that and post it on TikTok like Matt Reif. Who's that? He's another. He's a stand-up comedian, but he posts all of his crowd work on TikTok and goes crazy viral. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I I'll think about. It. I I um, 
I don't know if I, I've seen. I think I've seen like every show uploaded to YouTube in some form or another. At least clips from every every show that I did upload. But I, I, very few of them are like the whole show from beginning to. And I should have recorded. I. I when I'm on the road, I am not thinking straight. I'm just like, okay, I got to get there. I got to hear my lines. Here are my. I'm like not even thinking like let's take photos or let's film this thing. Um, but uh, it did take a lot out of me doing that show in those heels. In that in the, the lipstick, the hair, the I mean, I, I I ate so much lipstick. I go on stage with a full fucking mouth of rouge, fucking red House of Gaga lipstick, and I walk off stage at the end of the show, and half of it's there. So what happened to it? Did I eat it? <laughs> I don't know. I think I did. <laughs> And that's kind of gross. <laughs> so I figured, like, I got to be ingesting so not even through that, my skin through absorbing. Through, I was like, I got to be ingesting so many cosmetics through this show, through just my mouth, my eyes. So much, so much liquid black eyeliner went into my eye. There, were, and I'd blink it in, and my whole eye would turn black. <laughs> and I'd be like, I am just absorbing makeup in every way I can. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then, yeah, the wig. Oh, and then, yeah, you have to get the wigs dry cleaned several times throughout the tour. Are or not could- dry cleaned, but washed. Yeah. I feel like I have to ask because you have so many different avenues of things that you do. So you have the videos, the sponsorships, the live tours, merch, hell of a boss. What is the most lucrative for you that makes you the most money? Oh, money. Um, I think actually the the conventions, the, really? the, the signings. I th- well, because then you're not just it's not just like meet and greet. It's meet and greet plus you're selling merch plus you're like that. It's just yeah. The, you know, a lot of times you know you're you're. Yeah, you just there's so many more ways to to make money there. But honestly, it's I also have the most genuine fan interactions at the at those kind of meet and greets because it's the fans that that go to those kind of conventions that that well I shouldn't say the fan but generally speaking those conventions have the fans that really enjoy talking about the quality of the work and so I I do I I go to those not for the money but honestly for it's just I feel better when I leave those and like yeah it's like creative fans being all like creative with me and gushing about you know so i love going to those but but then the shows are that's a different fan base as well the live shows are fun um and they can make a decent amount of money depending on which city i'm going to but depending how many seats you sell correct how many seats we sell and just that there's a lot of factors and we also sell merch on those as well but um can you give us a perspective of who you know of or you've heard stories of at these conventions that makes like the most amount of money i don't know i'm really new even the pricing i'm very like uh, still learning what's a fair pricing on things right um, i'm really new to this world i'm like i'm like a year deep into going to conventions and i'm i'm when i go to these conventions i'm touring with people that have done it like their whole lives right. and have done it year after year after year so I don't know much, especially in comparison to the rest of my castmates. And but I do watch them. I, I analyze and I learn. I'm, I'm watching how they do this. I'm watching, um, like how they talk, like how they just, how they facilitate. Like when I'm going to these conventions, I'm still very much like a, like the new kid, and I'm just observing how my other vo- voice actor co-stars are are, um, I don't know, like a little brother looking at like his older siblings, like ah. Was okay. there anyone outside of your friends that you saw at these conventions that you kind of geeked out over? So outside of my, not really. Also, my eyes are really bad. I don't like wearing glasses. I don't like wearing contacts. Get LASIK. No, because Why? the thing is, I like the. I like actually. I really like my vision as it is. When I go to like a, like when I'm at an event or at a club or like a social setting, 
everything's in focus up to about here and then everything turns into blue so it's very but don't you want to see past that but but imagine how cinematic it is from my perspective everything's like like a nice depth of field out of focus in this one whoever i'm talking to is who i'm paying attention to but wouldn't you want to like see that 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 thing is moving but I really don't care enough about that thing. And I'm not going to live long enough to where that's going to make a – or that thing's not going to be in my life long enough to make a big enough impact. So much doesn't matter. LASIK is the best thing I ever did, and you are stomping on my dreams. I'm sorry. I, but maybe maybe you wasted your money. No, 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 no. Oh. I can see – I don't need to wear glasses tonight. I can go to the movies. Do you remember when we go to the movies and we both have to put on our glasses like nerds? I don't have to do that anymore. I'm not a nerd. I know. I do have to wear glasses at the movie theater. But I got per- <laughs> but I got prescription sunglasses. And so That's sick. So I go to the movies. I just don't I don't look like a nerd. I just look like a cool. But the worst is when you forget those sunglasses. I know. Then you just got to sit up close. I know. <laughs> Brandon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me here. And literally, um, uh, I I don't even need to use your bathroom. Well, you can't because there's a drum set in it. So, oh, oh, okay, good. Well, uh, I love I love your place. I love your studio. It's really nice. And um, how many guests do you think have farted in this chair? This is a completely new setup, actually. So these chairs. Oh. <laughs> These chairs are not to be farted in yet, unless... I have not. I have been trying this whole time. I have been pushing. Do you want to get up so I can sniff it? I mean, I was hoping that was going to happen anyways. (laughs) Um, Anyways, thank you for the the supplements. And um, I hope I grow big and strong. Thanks. Go check out Brandon's on YouTube. Brandon Rogers, that's it, correct? Yeah. You're not hot banana stuffed muffin anymore? No, but... but, uh, Yeah, and... And look at my pornos. Actually, no. I wish we should get you on OnlyFans. Too. Actually, there are people who animate blitz and di- doing different things, and there's voice actors who, like, they kind of sound like you. I think I don't know if they're just like finding like random guys to do the moans and stuff, but like there's people. Vo- so kind of, I take it as if like, oh, like that's kind of like a, that's the closest <laughs> that is out there on the internet for porn from me. Hell yeah! But uh, porn from Brandon. Maybe I soon. Sh- maybe I should. Uh, what would it be? What kind of porn would you uh, see? Like, what kind would, would you'd that have look to like? be into like the weird shit to resemble your videos, you know? So you could do it in like full costume, like eating poop, eating poop as sleep paralysis demon. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It would have to be in like a like a like a one of my nude characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show okay. off the bod. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. And um, thank you, Joe, for having me. Look at Joe's new uh, muscles and. <laughs> And he's so glowing and tan. I'm as tan as you. We're, look at this. Look, look, look. I'm tanner than you. Ah, uh, you're about the same. Well, I got it yesterday, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, right, bye. Right. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Thank you for having. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.